Welcome to Channel 33. This is the Teed Up Edition on Channel 33. Uh, this is a special edition that we have for March Madness. But if you want all things madness, go over to Ringer University, subscribe. We have SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, all Ringer University, all March Madness, me and Mark Titus. And uh, we'll be talking a lot of college basketball. So hop over there and stay tuned. All this month, we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast they'll love. Right now, think of a friend, your mom, anyone you care about. What podcast would they really love? Got it? Now do it. Tell them about it in real life or social media. And if they don't know about podcasts, show them how. Tell us what you recommended with the hashtag tripod, T-R-Y pod. Thanks for spreading the word. Welcome to Teed Up. I'm Tate Frazier, and I'm sitting in Bill Simmons' office with Mark Titus. What's up, Mark? Tate, the, the bracket came out. That's insane. We need to talk about um, something that is inexcusable. The committee, they did it again. They had the audacity to screw uh, a team that, frankly, gets screwed a little too often in these in these cases. The um, little guy. The little guy. Duke. The Duke Blue Devils were a two seed. Can't believe this. This is shocking. So... Duke beat North Carolina twice. Yes, as we all know. They did beat them twice. And uh, as Seth Davis pointed out, the whole body of work, they had um, the RPI, as we know, doesn't matter. All season, we talk about how the RPI is outdated, how the RPI is a terrible metric from the 1940s, and we need to get (laughs) rid of it. But then... But Duke beat a lot of teams in the top 50 of the RPI, so yeah. now all of a sudden it matters it, it a lot. It matters. The RPI so, is what determines everything at I'm, this point. I'm really upset about that. Um, yeah, Duke got a two. Your, your Tar Heels got a one seed. How do you feel about that? Are you, are you uh, I feel like, you know, justice sometimes prevails. It's not always works out that way, but uh, today it did. But overall, we have four regions that have been worked out. Duke is in the East region. Yeah, Duke got the better draw than North Carolina, I think, almost. Which is kind of funny. Like you're so you're so concerned <laughs> with trying to get the one seed that you didn't even think that you got put in the South with Kentucky and all these other teams. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. What other what what was the other big surprise to you? The biggest surprise to me overall is that first of all, Joe Lenardi was not 100 percent correct. I cannot believe this. I thought Joe Lenardi was sent from God to give us the bracket Lenardi, to hold perfection. On. Hold on. Let me pull this up. Adam Schefter just tweeted this. Adam, um, yeah. Shefty tweeted, so Joe Lenardi got 67 of the 68 right. He did not get Syracuse. He had USC in over Syracuse. Mm. Um, he got, but what he did do is get 33 of the 68 teams seated exactly right. That's pretty good, Tate. 33 out of 68, that's pretty good. Well, right? in school, they call that failing. I think that's like a 56% got, or something. He got 15 of the top 16 correct. Um, yeah, I don't know. Lay off, lay off Joey. I know. I love Joe Lenardi. You're a bracketologist. I'm a bracketologist. We were talking about this before. <laughs> a self-proclaimed bracketologist, uh, huge in the business, really coming out for Lenardi. Every, everyone likes to take down Lenardi. I mean, it's easy to sit there and, and say how these teams are going to be seated, but um, you know, Lenardi puts his neck out there. He got 67 out of 68. That's that's pretty good. Well, the one team that was not in the 68 was Syracuse. How pissed is Jim Beheim at the city of Los Angeles? Is he boycotting Los Angeles the way he does Greensboro the at this point? The way he does Greensboro? Yeah. yeah. Pretty I, much. Um, yeah, Syracuse, 
did not belong in there. That's not shocking at all, right? Like, did you see their RPI, Mark Titus? So, what was their RPI? We need to talk about the RPI. The RPI is always important. it always comes back to RPI. The one thing I think the committee forgot to take into account with Syracuse is that they beat Duke, and um, that, that should have got them in. They did beat U- Duke. USC did not beat Duke. Did not beat Duke. Syracuse did beat Duke. The biggest shock to me was Wisconsin. Um, that was like the first. Wisconsin was one of the first people. Unveiled, one of the first teams unveiled because they they started with Villanova as the number one overall, and they're going through and they um, yeah they show Wisconsin as Villanova's eight seed, and can we just talk about the best part of I, that? They show Wisconsin, they look dejected. They had just lost in the Big Ten right. championship game. They're all upset. They're like, "What? We're an eight seed." And then they show Virginia Tech, and they are celebrating, jumping in the air, <laughs> high-fiving. I've never seen so many people jump that high at one time to celebrate. Yeah, listen, if you're if you're looking to make a pick on that game, just base it off of the reactions. <laughs> I mean, like... Wisconsin does not want to be there at Wis- the AC. Wisconsin does... Yeah, they're better than AC. They're, I think they're maybe better than Virginia, but not really. That's going to be a good game, but like... Virginia Tech being happy to be there. Wisconsin was not happy to be there. Was that the best 8-9 that you can remember in quite some time? This is a Wisconsin team that was pretty much the best team in the Big Ten outside of Purdue, maybe. Yeah. You know, but like outside of non-conference games, people did not want to play Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. This is... That's what I mean. I'm so. Sh- I thought Wisconsin was gonna get like a six. I thought there was kind of a chance if they beat Michigan in the Big Ten title game, they could get a five, and they instead got an eight, and that's uh yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's Michigan is seven seed, so at least it worked Which, out that way, head to head. I, I would have been okay with Wisconsin as an eight seed if the rest of the Big Ten would have made any sense, but Purdue is a four and Minnesota is a five. Like all of these are fine. I don't have really complaints about them. The complaint comes when those teams get those seeds, and then Wisconsin gets an eight, and just like. I mean, Wisconsin was the fifth seeded Big Ten team. They got the they were the fifth <laughs> worst Big Ten team, and they were you know like at the top of the standings all year. And then Purdue kind of pulled away from them late because um, I don't know what the hell. To happened put it in, in perspective, Northwestern and Wisconsin have the exact same seeding in the tournament. Yeah, Northwestern has the same. And by the way, Northwestern. Okay, they made it in. Um, I'm a journalist, so obviously I love Northwestern. Yeah, um, because you're a journalist. That, that comes part. That's, that's part right. of the job. That's part. That's part one um, and part two. Right. So. I was really happy to see Northwestern, but I got to say, maybe act like you've been there before. Yeah. Like maybe. they kind of show lingered. some class. They show the camera on the Northwestern players cheering a little too much. I don't know. Jim Nance, like biggest storyline of the season. Right. Says biggest storyline of, story of the season. How about that? Like the two, the biggest storylines of the season right now are coming out of the Big Ten. We got Michigan <laughs> winning the Big Ten tournament. That was the, Jim Nance was like, that's the biggest storyline of the season. Yes. Because they, they had their plane, which I don't mean to trivialize that. That is like a big deal. But um, I don't know. Like ultimately they beat a few shitty teams and won the Big Ten tournament, which like, I but, like Michigan. I like certainly like Michigan a lot more than I did a few weeks ago and they're playing well, but um, let's pump the brakes on like story of the season. Yeah. Not um, quite. And the Northwestern's also the story of the season. Yeah. It's and a battle Purdue, to see who Purdue, the story. Caleb Swanigan's the story of the season. He lost a ton of weight. Yep. Um, Minnesota was supposed to suck this year. They didn't suck. Little That's Richie. the story of the season. Yeah. Uh, Maryland. I forget why they're the story of the season, but I'm sure we can make something up. Um, what about Vanderbilt? Nine seed, 15 losses. I think there should be a rule of thumb that if you have 15 losses, you shouldn't be in the tournament, especially if you're in the SEC. Come on. Yeah. That makes no sense. If you're Jim Beheim and you see that, you've got to be furious. He's definitely going to boycott Nashville at this point. He's just moving down the cities. Should we go through each region and just figure out what the best situations are for each team? What's the worst? We can start in the East. We're already there. We're Wisconsin. So Villanova's the one there. They have Wisconsin, Virginia Tech. That's a tough draw for Villanova, right? Yeah. That's that's not a fun 8-9 game. Yeah. That's, that's not a fun uh, 
team. Like Villanova's better than both of those teams, but um, like Carolina got they got a good eight nine game. Gonzaga got a really good eight nine game. Northwestern Vanderbilt that's that's the eight nine game you want. Villanova did not get a good eight nine game. They're uh, I mean they're gonna win probably, but um, yeah, not gonna like work that. out. The thing, that, the thing that stands out in that is Duke, South Carolina in the second round, maybe, playing in South Carolina with, as you said, North Carolina. They're going to be playing in Greenville, wherever the hell that is. Greenville, South Carolina. Where the hell is Greenville, South Carolina? Uh, it's close to Clemson, South Carolina, if where, that gives you any sort Clint, like, I know where Charleston is. I know where Hilton, Hilton Head is. Yeah, see, that's what everyone says. The, that's not South Carolina. I know where Charlotte those is. Are resort, like, those are resort kind of, cities in right. the middle of a, a you know... Desolate place. Why are we having the tournament in Greenville, South Carolina? Yeah, no, it just brings people in. It's a beautiful place. It's so, like 30 miles south of Charlotte, right? Is it's, it really? Yeah, it's nice. So Duke is going to be... I mean, so Duke has been overcoming adversity all season. We know this. Yes. They've had this their is, backs this against is the more wall. adversity. Um, they're back. Like, they're officially back. Yes. That's pretty clear. Yes. But Case back is back. Just when you as a Duke fan... Want to get excited that Duke is back and everything's rolling and they're going to win the national title. And Seth Davis is on TV during the selection show, losing his mind that Duke didn't get a one seed. Yeah, biggest snub in history, I biggest think. Biggest snub. Um, just when you get excited about that, more adversity comes. Yes. they got to play South Carolina in South Carolina. Uh, North Carolina is going to be playing there as well. Carolina fans and Carolina fans pulling against Duke. Practically a road game for yes. Duke, honestly. Unbelievable. It's that's going to be far from New Jersey. That's far from home. That's, that's going to be something. Um, what else stands out about the the East? Um, Baylor's a three seed. Do we? I mean, Baylor. I feel like they've been irrelevant for quite some time yeah, in the college Baylor, basketball Baylor's world. But like they the still, weirdest, yeah, they just held on. Like Joe Joey uh, Joey Lenardi liked Baylor as a two seed because they just had like a great November and December, and then the two most important the months of the season. Right. That's right. Yeah, the two know. most important months um, of the season. So. Yeah, that was that was interesting going into this, like, because like anyone who watches Baylor now knows that Baylor's not good anymore. Yes. Like they haven't the, been the good in quite some time. Scott <laughs> Drew, definitely not a good coach. Yeah. He's come out and let us know that yeah. he was tired of the conversation. If he you just look wants at you to their, know he's not a good coach. If you look at their body of work, if you look at their RPI wins and all that other shit that's supposed to matter a lot, um, they probably did deserve like a two seed. So I, I'm okay with them as a three seed. The interesting thing is they got SMU as their sixth seed. Yes. So second round, which program in Texas cheats the most? Well, who's the good guy, out? right? So yeah. who's the good guy? Right. Which, uh, probably SMU at this point. Who are we going to cheer for? Yeah. I think it would be SMU. So that's big for Lay Brown. Good for Lay Brown. The best thing that could happen there is that Duke, you know, gets through, you know, just that South Carolina game, which would be probably the toughest game of the season they've had to play. They get through that game. Then they play SMU. Simi Ojale. That's going to be awesome. Former Duke player that's gonna that be awesome. came in with the Mill Jefferson and Alex Murphy. Transfers to SMU. Becomes a star of SMU. Started it, lifting weights. Started lifting weights. Started uh, getting supplements from Alonzo Trier. Yeah, just working hard. Just working you know? really hard. Piss is clean, by the way. Clean piss. Clean piss. Um, and then they play Duke in the Sweet 16. It's a redemption game. Yeah. Coach K tells him to act like he's been there before. What, and uh, it'll be great. What else stands out in the East? Virginia, UNCW. That looks like we were, an upset. I was laughing. We were laughing as we were watching the uh, selection committee. Every North Carolina team that comes up except Duke, Tate was like, they're going to win. They're definitely going to win. You picked North Carolina Central to beat Kansas. Um, so, yeah, they're <laughs> one of the first things. <laughs> UNCW Virginia, you're like, yeah, definite, definite win. Well, can Why? we just say explain Vir- explain to us other than other than Wilmington having a guy named like Kakak or whatever his Devontae name is Devonte Kakak. Kakak, I've been calling him Kakak all season. Kikok. Turns out it's Kakak. Did my research. Did you know? Other what than that, like, do? why? Why? Other than that, and the fact that they're in North Carolina, why? Why are they going to beat Virginia? Well, K 
Kevin Keats, hottest coach out there. The name's Is everywhere. He? Everyone wants him. I use Some, looking at someone him. Someone say Tony Bennett's pretty hot himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not a coach himself. It depends on your definition, the connotation there. But I will say, Devontae Kaycock, Denzel Ingram, team that should have beat Duke last year in the tournament. Now they get a chance against Virginia. They're familiar. Virginia gets the uh, worst draws. Can we just talk about that? Virginia just yeah. never gets it. Like a 5-12 matchup is just not fair to Tony Bennett. So I'm, I, I love Virginia. Virginia fans know this. I've always loved Virginia. But... At what point do you have to make your own luck in this tournament? You at do. What, you have to make your own destiny. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's like, not I'm willing, be, nothing I'm, is given, only earned. I'm willing to listen to being unlucky like two or three years. But yeah, if they lose to UNC Wilmington, I mean, I'm, I'm no longer interested in hearing the unlucky stuff. Or if they lose to Florida in the second round. Like, like Virginia has to get to Villanova. And they could beat Villanova, too, by the way. Yeah, they so... Gave, they gave Villanova a good game. Yeah. Ty Jerome, yeah. waving him off. Ty Jerome had the best game of the season. The big ragu, DiVincenzo, tipped it in for yes. the win for Villanova. Yes, so, the magic um, was still there for Villanova at that point. Yeah, that's an interesting... It's an interesting region. Definitely not the best, though. The best is the South, which is hilarious, again, because you were so concerned. Um, last night, we were watching the Duke... Notre Dame game and Duke wins and then that of course starts the whole talk about is Duke going to get a one seed yes and Tate is losing his mind um it was it was awesome to watch the last 24 hours have been great with you uh well it's a it's amazing that you know you've been on Duke all season you've never fallen off the bandwagon in fact you maybe created and built the bandwagon yourself which is you know that's you just being a hard worker and at this point Everyone's jumped on Duke. Seth Davis did not stop tweeting about Duke. He even took on Mark Hollis head-to-head after the picks came out and was like, how is Duke not the one Seth seed? Seth was not happy. Yeah, North Carolina is just a complete disappointment to be a one seed. So now we sit here. North Carolina's got Seton Hall, Arkansas. And then I did a little research. Arkansas and North Carolina may be the best rivalry in college basketball, if you look at it historically. Really? Yes, I'll run through. 2015, North Carolina-Arkansas, Bobby Portis team. Who could forget? Who could forget? Who what, could forget a, that game? what an amazing game. North, what amazing Carolina, game. North Carolina knocks out Arkansas. The time before that, Arkansas was in the tournament, 2008. Guess what happens? They lose to North Carolina in the second Wait, round. Are you saying Arkansas has been in the tournament, this is the second time since 2008? Since 2008. In the last nine years, they've been... This is the second time? Second time. Wow. Yeah. So they this lost to North Carolina the last two times. And the, guess who they beat before North Carolina? Indiana, your boys, in 2008. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was a tough time. And then we go all the way back to 1995, national semifinal, North Carolina, Arkansas. And I'm not done. 1993, North Carolina regional semifinal. So Arkansas, North Carolina is a you know historical one thing, game. Great yeah, rivalry. One thing to keep in mind about that is North Carolina is soft. They're Every, soft. Everyone That's knows right. this. They've always um, been soft. And anyone, if you watch that SEC title game today, Arkansas is not soft. Not soft. Moses Kingsley tried to take off De'Aaron Fox's head. <laughs> um, the other dude, who's a little the little white dude on Arkansas, like set the pick, like crossing his arms and throws his shoulders up. Yeah. Um, Threw up the X. It's going to be interesting. It, Carolina, a little soft. We'll we'll see what happens there. Um, they're not even going to play Arkansas. Like we're gonna, we're talking about this. Yeah, it'll, probably seen, seen, <laughs> it'll probably be seen. Off. Or <laughs> Texas Southern. Are you, you worried about Texas Southern? Are you I'm, worried about Mike Davis in Texas Southern? So I made a glory answer, road joke, and you had to remind me it wasn't it Texas, wasn't Texas <laughs> Southern. No, the Texas reason Western. the reason you're worried about Mike Mike Davis took down Coach K in 2002. Yes. When, when K had seven NBA players. Yep. Mike Davis was coaching Jared Jeffries and four white dudes. It was a starting lineup. Great, I love Jared. Tommy Toughnuts, Tom Coverdale. Yep. Um, and they beat like one of the best Duke teams ever. Yeah, in the a Sweet team 16. that was going for back to back. Not only did Destiny. they beat them, they had like twenty. IU had twenty turnovers and went like four for four hundred from the three point line and still beat Duke. Yes. It was amazing. Jay Williams missed the missed the free throw at the end of the game. Had a four Jason point play Williams that time. Yeah, Jason Williams back then. Um, yeah, so Mike Davis has been there before. Um, 
If he can take down K, he can take down Roy. I'm just saying. That's something. But uh, looking at the rest of the region, North Carolina definitely isn't the toughest region, but most of the tough stuff is on the bottom half. Yeah. So they're just going to have to basically let UCLA, let Kentucky, Dayton, Wichita State, all those teams uh, kind of beat up on each other. And then pick up the scraps is that how you feel as a carolina fan well are you, yeah, are you optimistic because sure. like i think butler north carolina north carolina never beats butler that will be a tough draw if they play them in the sweet 16 then that could be one of those games well fundamentals would just be at the top of the totem pole in that game and uh north carolina usually doesn't fare well in those games i just think that kentucky having to play northern kentucky first so you got an in-state game in-state rivalry i'm sure the norse and kentucky northern have kentucky's a, first year eligible for the state tournament and they yeah, made it and they're in and they're so in, and they're hey, how about that northwestern yeah, North, yeah, geez, yeah. Northwestern. We'll you have like four thousand years. And did you, did you see Northern Kentucky losing their mind on there? No, yeah. they said business like yeah. approach. Business like approach. We're ready. Yes, we're, we're taking down Kentucky. Um, Best seven ten game though in the South. Dayton, Dayton Wichita State. Yeah, winner gets hired at IU. That's what I'm saying. Archie Miller, Greg Marshall. Winner gets the IU job. Who would you want? Um, I mean Archie Miller would take the job for like half the money that Greg Marshall will ask for. So that's right. Also Greg Marshall looks like Tom Crean and that'd be a little weird. Yeah. Like to just it's too, like close. A, <laughs> too close for comfort. It's like bizarro Crean. Tom Crean yeah. on the sidelines. You don't um, want that. So yeah, but that, yeah, that's going to be a great game. Dayton, Wichita state, S- Cincinnati, Wichita they, state won 30 games. He got a 10 seed. Charles Barkley did not like that. Yeah. Charles. Well, let's just be honest. Charles Barkley came on. He was heated about middle Tennessee state. He was heated about Wichita state and he doesn't even know where any of those Charles, schools are, even though he probably would guess it's in middle Tennessee. You know, that would probably be as far as he could get there, but he's heated. He just looked at the record. He, he doesn't know record. any of the he players on any games, of these teams. And he said, yeah, we're on your side, Chuck, but let's, let's be honest. That's the easiest way to, to curry favor with um, college basketball fans. This is just, take a small school that won a lot of games and be like just absolutely outraged that they didn't get a better seat or they didn't make it in. Like I'm really pissed at that one small school. Um, you know, the one I'm talking about won a ton of games. Yeah. Was on the bubble. Yeah. Didn't get in. Can't believe it. What was there? Uh, Illinois state or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Doesn't yeah, matter. Texas but like, state, whatever state. Absolutely ridiculous. They didn't make it in. So that's what Charles is doing. He's like upset that Gonzaga got, got hosed and got the fourth one seed. Um, Wichita state got no love. Can we talk about South kind of got the best playing game? We got Bruce Weber first Danny that Manning and the Miracles. Be, that is going to actually be a great playing game. I don't care about the first four in ever because that they're not really in the tournament. But Danny Manning versus Bruce that Weber has my attention. Yeah, that's probably the best game you can find. That's going to be awesome. All in on that Bruce game. Weber. I want Bruce Weber. Who, so who do they play when they win that? So if they win that, they'll play Cincinnati. Hmm. Yeah, and then UCLA is going to steamroll whoever they. Yeah, UCLA is going to the Sweet Sixteen pretty easily. Um. Yeah, I want, I want Bruce Weber to go on a run, though. That'd be hilarious. I'm and all for the coaches that are on the hot seat to just, like... What do you think about the rematches that you get in the South? So, North Carolina has played Kentucky. UCLA has yeah, played Kentucky. UCLA has played Kentucky. So, we're, no matter what, we'll probably get UCLA-Kentucky um, rematch, North Carolina-Kentucky possible rematch. Those two games, for me, were, like, two of the five best games of the season. So, I'm all for it. Yeah. That's a... Way to go, and committee. By the way, this is a great time to bring up my the one thing I want to tell all the fans. Um about Cinderella's and uh, upsets and all that kind of stuff. Like, when upsets happen, they're awesome, but then you remember that these teams... Have to like play the, the next game. The next game. They're and still in the, the tournament. The best example of this was 2011 when everyone was so excited that VCU was going on a run, and then we were so excited that Butler was going on a run. And we're like, this is the craziest thing. We have two terrible teams yes. in, the, in the Final Four. And then you get to the Final Four, and you're like, oh, shit. 
VCU has to play Butler. That's that's a Final <laughs> Four game I have to watch. I, I planned my entire year around the Final Four, and then we get there, and now I have to watch this game. And we it was should an just awful give game. them a trophy, and then just let the other teams so keep battling it out. With that, what I'm saying is, be careful cheering for Kent State to beat UCLA. You know, like we want Kentucky and UCLA to play each other. We yeah. want that game. Like we all we all want upsets, but at the same time. We want Kentucky and UCLA rematch even more. So, do you believe that they're evenly matched so that it would just be one of those things where UCLA wins just because you know just one to one? I think the, when when those teams play each other, it's um, there's so and this isn't a a slam on the coaches. Although if you want it to be, go ahead and take it as that. But um, slam them. There's there's like so little structure in that in that one game. It was just like an up and down. It was like a it was like what the NBA All Star game was ten years ago, fifteen yeah. years ago is what that felt like. Uh, it it take it was like them finally being prideful in defense, like late in the game. Yeah, that's when it mattered. Right. It didn't matter before, right. but once it got late in the game, that's it's like I, all right, let's d up. That's let's what play that some game defense. felt like. Which is my way of saying I don't really. I mean, I expect that in the next game. It's just going to be like up and down pick pick up game. Everyone's playing really fast and well and shooting threes and not really thinking too much um, and just being athletic. Yeah. And it's going to be a high-scoring, fun game. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really think that favors anybody in particular. I mean, it'll be in Memphis. So I guess Kentucky might have a little bit of a... I mean, UCLA fans travel really well, as we know. They're <laughs> everywhere. They're everywhere. I just can't even get over the coast. amount of UCLA fans that are around the world. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they'll bring some crowd. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the South to me is definitely the hardest. Specifically, the bottom half of the South. Like yep. Cincinnati won a lot of games this year. Like they didn't really have a ton of great wins, but they're still a Cincinnati team, and you kind of know what you're getting with Cincinnati. They basically Cincinnati can shoot better than they usually can, and yeah. that's kind of scary because they always just like make games rock fights and but then they can't score so that that's their Achilles heel but this team can actually shoot so maybe Cincinnati's good UCLA's really good obviously Dayton Wichita State as a 7-10 game is going to be nuts uh Kentucky's good Northern Kentucky really good the North I mean they're one for one yeah the South is definitely the one to watch um and then Middle Tennessee State playing Little Patino that's that's uh that's an upset way to happen yeah Yeah. Dickie P with the against Middle Tennessee um Butler is so weird. I can't decide if Butler's good or not. Are we sure they're Are good? Are we sure they're good? Yeah, who knows? Are we sure? I am sitting in a, yeah, I'm on, I'm in Simmons' office, I guess. This <laughs> I flew all the way to LA just to be able to sit in the chair that <laughs> Simmons sits in when he says, are we sure they're good? That's how I feel about Butler. Um, they need like one more really good player, I think. All right, Titus, we're going to get a quick break, uh, get a word from our sponsor, and we'll come back and we'll hit the Midwest and the West. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ringer NFL Show. This week, they're taking a look at the running back prospects in the 2017 NFL Draft class. You can subscribe to the Ringer NFL Show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, back to the regions. All right, Titus, we're in the Midwest. Yep. We've never seen, we just saw a big promo on CBS. It's like, all right, dummy, never pick an upset for one versus 16. Never happened, never could happen, never will happen. But I'll tell you this. North Carolina Central, they're facing Kansas. Kansas. Assuming they beat whoever they're playing. Yeah. UC Davis. I don't care. Even if they they lose, they can still win. They can still win. If they lose, that's just fortunate for Kansas at that point. But uh, all that matters is that North Carolina Central, everyone loves Dunk City. They remember the run of the Sweet 16. One of the guys on that team, Titus, DeJuan Graff, guess where he's at now? Uh, Is he at North Carolina Central? That's a great guess. He is there. And I believe in magic, and, and he I believe slam, in upsets. Wait, wait, back up. Did you say he could slam dunk? He could dunk. He can dunk the ball? He, That's amazing. <laughs> the thing was, he was that, he's a guard, so he throws most of the alleys to the dunks, but he can dunk, I so believe. So the funniest thing to me about the uh, Midwest region is that Kansas is going to obviously play in Kansas City, and that's something we'll hear a 
thousand. We've already heard a thousand times. Yes. We're going to hear a thousand more. They can never um, lose there, right? And they and that's being, yeah, that's being, you know, put forth as though this is a lock for Kansas to make the Final Four because as soon as they get to Kansas City, the fans are going to take over and win a game. As though three days ago, <laughs> Kansas did not just lose to TCU. <laughs> Like Kansas lost to TCU. Billy D. I know. I know Josh Jackson didn't play in that game, but I mean TCU didn't make the tournament. So I don't know. That's interesting to me. Kansas is a Kansas has been playing with fire all season, and you know, like you and I, I think we're both kind of level headed about the whole uh, Bill Self chokes in the tournament thing. Yes. Yeah. The reason again he chokes so much in the tournament is because he's always a one seed, and as a one seed, if you lose by definition, you, you that's choked. a choke. Yes. Uh, so he doesn't actually like choke that badly, but. So I'm not I'm not like saying that when I'm saying what I'm about to say. What I'm saying is that Kansas has uh has been playing with fire all season to me, and uh, it becomes interesting when you start to pick this apart. Uh, like Louisville is the two seed. I really like Louisville. Love yeah. Louisville. They're a great Love team. Louisville. Love make some free throws. But speaking of seven ten matchups with Dayton and Wichita State, this seven ten matchup might be the game of the tournament. Yeah, this is going to be like 140 to 135 Michigan Oklahoma State. Um. That's going to be awesome. Creighton and Oregon as a 6-3. Uh, both teams kind of crisp your shade towards ACL. I'm not really sure how much that matters. Oregon did lose by a lot a lot to Arizona. Yeah. Um, well, actually, they didn't lose by a lot, but they were kind of down a lot uh, in that Pac-12 title game. So we'll, we'll, we'll pretend like Boucher out really hurts Oregon. Uh, what up? Purdue-Vermont. What yeah, are your thoughts on that? The, the fighting Ryan Russillos. Yeah, yeah, the fighting Ryan Russillos at this point. Everyone's on Vermont. I think Seth Davis didn't even see who the four seed was, right? Or no, didn't even see the next game was, and he already decided he that Vermont, Vermont was going to the Sweet 16. He's already in on those guys. Caleb Swanigan and Purdue looked really bad against Michigan, and Michigan didn't even play that well. Obviously, yeah. they had the near-death you know, experience, the NDE of life to deal Mich- with, and they, they had a lot of magic on their side. Mich- but yeah. Caleb Swanigan, uh, you think he's going to punk Vermont. I think the Catamounts are going to ride out uh, to the next round. Iowa State obviously won the Big 12. They're a five seed. Was that a little low? Do you think they could be a four? Uh, yeah, they should have been a four. Yeah, so five's tough for them. Five twelve. I, mean, I, I say that just because, like, what's what's the harm in saying, yeah, they should have been a four? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't care. Yeah, they could have been a four. Good for you, I mean, Iowa everybody State. should have been a four. You honestly. won the tournament, right? The yeah. Duke should have been a one. They won the tournament. They should have been a four just for that Deontay four. Burton dunk. Yeah, that, that was unbelievable. That should have been enough to give them a four. But the Kansas 8-9 game, Miami-Michigan State, is a real tough draw for them, mainly because they're going to play Miami because Michigan State's really bad. How is Michigan State a nine seed, and how are they even in the tournament? Michigan State shouldn't even be in the tournament. Yeah. How did that happen? Is that just an Izzo? Is that an Izzo bump? I mean, this is this is like the reverse of what Dick Vitale does, where Vitale wants to have like Everybody. 800 teams in the tournament. 108. I, I don't think Michigan State should be in the tournament, but then, I mean, Syracuse doesn't belong in the tournament either, so I guess I'm okay with Michigan State being in over Syracuse, but... But as Michigan a nine State, seed. Mich- Michigan State should not be in the tournament. Yeah, There's that like, makes no sense. There should have been no bubble this year. Like, if you're on the bubble, you're out. Just get out of it. Like, <laughs> Pop these the teams bubble. are so bad. I was trying to, before we came in here, like, before the Braggers were released, I'm trying to, like, get a, a sense of what the bubble looked like. So I was doing, like, side-by-side resumes of these teams on the bubble. I yeah. pulled up, like, USC and Syracuse and just looked at it for two seconds. I said, no, this is stupid. This yeah, is these so teams stupid. are just bad. They're, they're really they're bad, bad basketball teams. teams. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure Michigan State, it's Izzo, it's March. He's never... He's, He's never like been upset early in March. Everyone knows this. Uh, Ever. You have to go back like at least 365 days the last time yeah. that happened. And that's a lot of days, folks. So uh, 
that never happens to Izzo. He's he's a he's a professor in March. Yeah, a lot of people are going to pick Izzo, aren't they? Yeah, they are. It's going to piss me off because he's going to actually do it. The thing is, Laranega is such a good coach too, though. That's a bad draw Laranega's for Michigan State. Awesome. They yeah. usually don't. They usually play young coaches uh, with yeah. salt and pepper hair. But now they got Jim Laranega, who looks like Bernie Sanders. So, so it's going to work. Some potential matchups in the Midwest. We got. Um, Michigan Louisville in the second round, 2013 national title rematch. Yep. Trey Burke, the block shot, called a foul. Michigan fans still think that that was what cost them the national title, as though there wasn't like five minutes left in the game. And like <laughs> no, they were no. still losing. That was and last like, second, yeah. Yeah, as though it was like Michigan was up one and that was at the buzzer, and then Louisville hit two shots and won it. Here's that's, the thing if you let a remember, guy that but, comes off the bench named Luke Hancock, who now works in real estate, be the right. most outstanding player, you deserve to lose a the national championship. The best player in that game for Michigan is now playing 10 minutes a game at Purdue. So, I mean, how good was that Michigan? Come team, on, really? Spike. Yeah. And then Mitch McGarry smoked marijuana and got kicked out of the NCAA. They said, you can't do that. Yeah, you gotta come go. on, Mitch. Yeah. The first time. It was the first time. I don't know if you remember that story, Tate. Yeah. It was the first time he ever smoked weed, and he got tested. <laughs> can't believe most, it. Mitch McGarry, what are the odds? The most unlucky guy in the history of college <laughs> basketball. Um, so, yeah, that, that's going to be awesome, though, because we're going to see those highlights a ton. We're going to see Russ Smith and Luke Hancock and Spike Albrecht tweeting at Kate Upton and all that kind of stuff, yeah. if, that, if that game happens. The other one, sneaky game. Sweet 16 potential, Purdue and Kansas. Mm. The ghost of Robbie Hummel from 2012. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Robbie Hummel like tore his ACL 400 times, and then uh, <laughs> in his eighth senior year at Purdue. <laughs> he was 27 Purdue was at a time. very bad team that year. Yeah. Actually, maybe they weren't very bad, but they were not a good team. It wasn't like the teams that they had had with uh, Juwan Johnson and Etwan Moore. Yeah. But Hummel was still there, and he went nuts against Kansas in that 2012 team when that ended up losing to Kentucky yep. in the uh, title game. Robbie Hummel... Uh, the ghost of Robbie Hummel is going to will Purdue to a win, maybe. So that's that's a game I'm looking. If they forward get past to. Vermont, if they get past Vermont, Caveat. and then get past Iowa State, which probably isn't happening, but we'll see. So uh, Midwest, what third best? Yeah, I'd say they're in strong. What bronze. South, strong, strong South bronze. is the best. South is the best. East, East is second. Uh, mainly because Duke's there, who's probably should be the number one overall seed. And then uh, Midwest is the Kansas zone. So yeah, that'll be good. Kansas, Kansas. City, it'll be fun. I like Louisville. I do like Louisville. I Which, like Louisville too. Louisville's gonna win. Louisville's I feel been like three straight elite eights. But what if Michigan gets revenge? That's the thing. I feel like Michigan's there for revenge. John Beeline. Michigan is. The teams get hot in March. You know it's the Beeline effect. That's that's the only thing that I'd worry about for. That's a tough draw for Louisville to get. I mean, that with history. Michigan, it's it's like it's been the story of Michigan all year. Like if they're making shots, I, I have this theory with basketball teams. If you make shots, you're a good team. If you miss shots, you're not. Yeah. And that seems to be uh, what Michigan has going on. Like if they're <laughs> like today against Wisconsin, they had the thing. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Abdul Rahman. Um, like Wisconsin's coming back kind of in the big 10 tournament in the title game. Abdul Rahman shoots a three, it hits the back of the rim. It shoots like 30 feet in the air and then it falls straight down through. Yeah. It was it lucky? Was it not? I don't really know. But those are the kinds of breaks. Like when when that's happening for Michigan, they're because yeah. like they have a ton of shooters. They Beeline's a great offensive coach. Um, yeah, when they're hitting threes like that. And we were saying Zach Irvin, who has been doing nothing Zach all Irvin, season, is I love it. just wetting threes now. He shot thirty two percent for the season. Now he's shooting like forty five percent from three. Michigan fans didn't even watch the second half of that Big Ten tournament game because they were so busy going through their Twitter accounts, deleting all their Zach Irvin is trash tweets mm. that they've tweeted all season. Yeah, they're like, shit, I gotta take all these back. I can't believe I said that about this man earlier. Zach Irvin finally decided to uh, to start playing well. Let's talk about the West. Last last region we need to talk about. First um, things first, Gonzaga ranked as the fourth one seed. They have one loss all season at BYU. Do you think Gonzaga was treated disrespectfully? I think Gonzaga is the best team in the country. I don't think they deserve the number one overall seed. 
um, I think Villanova did because I say that because like a lot of people that know more than me told me that. Yes. So I just like went with just it. Just keep reading. I just like I was like yeah sure why not yeah Villanova lost to Butler twice they seem like the best team mm-hmm. in the country for sure yeah um, Gonzaga should have been above North Carolina you have to admit that I need to hear you say that Gonzaga should have been ranked above North Carolina uh, in what way where in what seedings in what bracket Gonzaga should have been the third one seed not that it matters like because. The only reason this matters is if all the one seeds make the final four. That's the only reason any of this matters. Is like they, they put it so like the fourth one seed plays the first one seed. I would I think Gonzaga could have been the so. number two like overall. Like they should be yeah. one. Yeah, right. they could be two. I'm not saying, but they shouldn't have been three over North. Like North Carolina could have been still ahead of them regardless. Why would North Carolina be ahead of best them? conference? I'm a best conference bias. Yeah, North Carolina lost in the semifinals of the best <laughs> to the, the best to, conference to tournament. arguably the best team uh, in the, the tournament. The country, right? Right? So like, what can you say? Do you know? beat North Carolina twice, dude. That, I don't that know if you remember that. I forgot that did happen. Let me go um, back. Yeah, Gonzaga should have. But like, what does it really matter? It doesn't uh, matter because they got a good draw. They got the right? best draw. Yeah, yeah. This they is got the, the, easiest. the worst eight nine game in history, probably. Yeah, yeah. Gonzaga is going to win that. They. Having said that, though, ton of pressure on Gonzaga. There's no excuses this time. Yeah, like when they were the one seed last time in Wichita State, it was really good that year and beat them in the second round. You kind of have an excuse for that. So I have a situation that I got to throw at you. Coach K dominates Gonzaga. Never will never lose to Gonzaga. Chris Collins, yeah. his protege in the 8-9 game. Yeah. Coach K game plans oh. for Chris Collins. Hold on, let's let's look at the dates. So, oh, they're staggered. They're staggered, right? Gonzaga plays on yes. Thursday. Gonzaga is, is Thursday, Saturday. Yes. Duke is Friday, Sunday. Friday, Sunday. So he has oh, a day to help him game plan. Oh boy! Chris Collins gets the upset over Gonzaga, who's had you know almost an undefeated oh, season. Shit! How do we not notice this? Marquette, Wojo might play. Yeah, I didn't notice that. The matchup. I just now saw that yeah, as I scrolled up to look what Duke's, Duke played. Duke's got Wojo. Like Coach K's gonna have to game plan for Wojo against himself. Yeah, think dude, about the pressure. Think about that. Just think about that. That is incredible. That's a lot. Of, that's Wojo, a lot of deal. Wojo's with. gonna call Coach K. He'd be like, Coach, big game coming up. I need your help. <laughs> I gotta play he's like, two seed. He's like Steve. Should have been a one seed. Steve, you're playing me. Stop this. <laughs> Stop this madness. Um, I see Northwestern getting the win over Gonzaga, and I can see 13 think pieces being written about yeah. it already. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at the the first thing that jumped out to me when we, they were unveiling the West was this this murderer's row of nerds in, yes. the, in the West. Where Northwestern's playing Vanderbilt, mm. and then the next the next two teams unveiled Notre Dame and Princeton. Yes. And then they kept it going with West Virginia and Bucknell. <laughs> I think if we go to overtime, it comes down to SAT scores. Yeah, right. Um, so one thing that's kind of interesting, semi-interesting, is yeah. uh, only coach in the West that's been to a Final Four is Bob Huggins. So this has a lot of potential to uh, unlock the new, the coach that's never done it before type thing. We yeah. Mark Few and Sean Miller, the, the top two seeds. Those are probably, are those the two best guys that have never been in Final Four? Leonard Hamilton, who's the three seed. Leonard Hamilton's the three seed. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Br- Mike Bray. Mike Bray's the five seed. Hey, what about Mark Turgeon, six seed? Mark Turgeon, six seed. Yeah. Should we keep going? Let's yeah. keep going until we don't know who the coach is. Will Wade, are. 10 Randy, seed? <laughs> Randy Bennett is a coach of St. Mary's. I knew that. Um <laughs> Northwestern, Chris Collins, uh, Bryce Drew is Vanderbilt. He's the yeah, ninth seed. Yeah. Will Wade's the 10th seed. Yeah. Can we keep going? Chris Coach Mack is the Xavier 11th seed. Chris Mack should have always been there. Princeton? Okay. So, yeah. yeah so we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I know Kerry Kittles. Kerry Kittles' assistant coach. Kerry Kittles uh, should be there. So, um, yeah. What else about the West? Like, this is this is... In a way, like, so only one of those coaches can get to the Final Four. But doesn't Which this just, insane. like, scream whichever coaches don't make it are just going to be 
just bombarded with like yet again another year yeah, where you can't another, do it. Uh, coming up short. Like Sean Miller and Mark Few, I feel really bad for one of them. Yeah. One, one of them is going to have the reputation just. I see the shreds. headline. Few and far between. Yeah, <laughs> that's the headline. Because for him. I mean, if you there, there aren't really any excuses for either one of them. Like you could. I guess they could lose to whoever loses. If they meet in the Elite Eight, the loser, I guess, might have a decent excuse. But other than that, this is pretty clearly the easiest regional. Um, Don't you think it's set up perfectly it's, it's set for, up for Gonzaga to go to the Final Four? Yeah, like, that's There's what I no mean. other way that... Because especially the bottom half is tough, so Arizona will have you know to play Florida State at some point. St. Mary's in the second round won't be easy for Arizona. Yeah, that, or, or VCU. VCU. Either yeah, one. It doesn't really matter two, who wins. Those are two tough games, and VCU obviously just won their conference tournament, so they got, they got all that all figured out. So I'd say Gonzaga will probably easily get there, barring a Chris Collins upset. To the no, Sweet 16, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the Sweet 16. And then Notre Dame's a good five seed, but that's tough. They have to play Princeton, which is, you know, I had a question the other day. Does Princeton <laughs> run the Princeton offense? And I was told that whatever offense they run is the Princeton offense. Whatever, yeah. So the, they the don't actually run changes. much offense at this point. They just play a lot of defense. So Notre Dame probably could get upset there. Uh, yeah, I think Arizona is probably the favorite, though, even though it's to come to the bottom of the bracket. Florida Gulf Coast, Florida State. Uh, 14-3 matchup. I think that was the one that Seth Davis, as soon as he saw the 14, he goes, I like him in the Sweet 16. And didn't we said, see any of the matchups. He already decided they are going to the Sweet 16. He didn't know who they were going to play. He didn't know. I have a question. Does he know that Andy Infield is not the coach at Florida Gulf Coast anymore? Does he just think um, it's still Dunk City? There's no way that he knows that. I, I guess like I'm making fun of people for being ignorant. I haven't watched a second of Florida Gulf Coast basketball, Me so either. maybe they still dunk a lot, but like... They still call themselves really Dunk weird. City. They It'd be great if they dunk didn't city. dunk and they yeah. just were like, we're Dunk City and they, they just lay it in every they, time. They played like Very Princeton fundamental. Does. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I like St. Mary's. Do you like St. Mary's? Yeah, I do. I but like St. Mary's. They lost to Gonzaga three times. That's just me pandering uh, to Della Vadova. And it's also like, what are you going to say? You don't like a team? Of course, you, you like all the teams. Um, <laughs> we, we all like the teams. Yeah. Anything else stand out? I think this is a chance for Xavier to make a little run. I could see Xavier... That's a bad matchup for Maryland. And then Florida State, they're going to have a tough game against Florida Gulf Coast, even though I haven't watched much of Florida Gulf Coast. I can just expect that's that's Florida versus Florida. That's probably going to be a tough game. I can see Xavier making a run. I can see VCU possibly doing something, but St. Mary's a touch, tough matchup. But I told you this earlier in the season, Arizona to the Final Four because it's in Arizona. It just makes sense. And they got an yeah, easy the draw. First, that would be the first uh, local team in the Final Four since Butler in yeah. 2010. Yeah. And we all know what happened in 2010. The Duke Blue Devils, national champions. Is that what you're saying, Tate? The no. Duke's going to win the national championship? That was not the implication, America, oh. no. How, how nervous? So what, what? what is more terrifying to you? The idea of meeting Villanova in the title game again? Or the idea of meeting Duke and losing for the third time <laughs> to Duke this season in I the think, national championship game. I think Villanova, North Carolina would would be what uh, would be deserving of a rematch. So who are you cheering for? If, Vill- if Villanova and Duke meet in the Elite Eight, who are you cheering for as a North Carolina fan? Again? Just don't watch it. <laughs> Just see who wins. Just check the box score. No need check to watch them. that. Okay. Censor that FCC. Um, another omission I noticed. I was just scrolling through here. Ohio State. Not in the bracket. What happened? Neither was Indiana. Can we just say that Indiana beat two one seeds this season? Indiana and they beat did, two one seeds. And they got snubbed. And Michigan State lost 14 games. Their best wins were against other Big Ten teams. And they got beat by everyone outside of conference. So what, is the, what does Indiana do with that? That's tough. Was Iowa supposed to make it? Peter Jock snubbed. I feel like Iowa was... Maybe they were on the bubble. Well, um, they lost to Indiana. But, who should yeah, have been in. That's true. So oh, yeah, they got, they got it's just like transitive property in, uh, there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Georgia Tech, um, coach of the year, Josh Pastner doesn't get in. Doesn't That's get another in. snub. Kevin Stallings didn't get in. Kevin Stallings, huge snub. We love, we love Kevin really Stallings. Really missing that out. Uh, so, yeah, as Clark Kellogg said, um, when they sat down with Mark Hollis after the show, uh, after the bracket was revealed and they were talking, Clark Kellogg made a great point, and I, I agree with him. This should be a good tournament. It should be good. Like, There's some good teams. It, if you look at it, it should be a good tournament. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of good matchups, as he, as he said. Um, and I would agree with that, Tate. I think we're in, we're in for a, some madness. As they say, that's March. That's madness. We'll be here tomorrow, right? We're filling out a bracket yeah, live on uh, the interwebs. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do a Facebook live tomorrow. Fill out our bracket. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna be Barack Obama and Andy Katz in the Oval Office. Uh, I'm not sure who's gonna play which role, but um, that's gonna be, be fun. It's a fight to figure that out. That's, that's gonna, gonna be fun. Be we're gonna have a tug of war over Duke. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try to put Duke in the, the title game. And I'm gonna. Probably, I'm just gonna write Duke for every single game. I yeah. And I you're can't try wait to steal the marker from me, and That's we're gonna, gonna fight over it. Terrible. Uh, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna do. We're doing podcasts like every day. Yeah, we're gonna be podcasting much. all day, once all night. The, yeah, when, once the games start. Um. So yeah, check out that. We're Tate and I. I'm out in LA having fun. This is great. The sun's still out. We're uh, we just watched a selection show. Can't beat that. I watched Steve Alford. The, the local news comes on. And they're talking to Steve Alford. I love that. You don't get to see that in Ohio. You don't get to see Steve Alford talking to the local news people. That's good. About how he, maybe one day Steve yeah, Alford wants it. About how he wants the Indiana job but doesn't really want it. And yeah, so um, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll fill out a bracket and uh, cool. Yeah, March Madness. It's here. Boom, baby. 